Welcome here to the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stack in here alongside my good friend and co-host, sports director at KORN Radio there in Mitchell, South Dakota, none other than Travis Krins. Travis, how are we doing? Doing good. Summer white, so... Yeah, summer, summer got here very quickly. Holy crap, did it ever. Hot, hot, hot weather. Um, interesting, because... Where you're at right now is we're recording this in Mitchell. Or, well, we're recording this right now. You're in Mitchell. I'm in St. Cloud. It's 87 degrees in Mitchell. It's like 73 right now in... I got 70 degrees right now here. In Fargo, it's like 53. I mean, if you triangulate this, it's not like we're that far away from each other, these, these three cities. But it's very interesting to look at the disparity in temperature and where this warm front is um it's just fascinating considering we like some parts of south dakota got almost two feet of snow last week and now it's 70 or 80 degrees it's very easy to see where the snow pack is still at if you don't have any snow it's 80 degrees if you have some snow it's like so it's yeah, the northern part of the states, you know, like in the 50s, and we're in the mid-80s. Crazy. Uh, yeah, we, we did not receive really hardly any snow last week. And all of our snow, all of it is gone, I believe. Yes, I don't see, we see any of it. I mean, it's all gone. So, yeah, 80, 85 will melt snow quite quickly. It sure will. It so, sure will. Um, all of our snow will be gone here by... I would say by the middle of the week. So, very good. Uh, we have lots to get to here. NBA playing tournament starts this week. Last oh, week at the NHL. I know. We're all excited about this ridiculously stupid tournament. Um, we got, the, you know, uh, the Masters. A new champion was crowned. We'll get to that here. Plenty of baseball. Last week of the NHL regular season. So, that means Marcus Traxler will come back on the podcast here next week. Um, so lots to get to here. Hopefully we'll have Jeff Lloyd, the second from the lockdown Browns podcast as we inch closer and closer. We are less than three weeks away from the NFL draft. Very excited about that. So we'll I, get- I feel the, I can feel the wind coming through my window. I, I bet can you can. I, I bet you can. I bet you can. It's mocking you with a, it's a lot of mocking being done. Yeah. In and around, uh, well, the in, is 87 degrees. It's also south winds at 30. So, that's ridiculously. That's blowing like a feather out there. Hot, hot, hot. First but, one. But there's not really any humidity because it's April 11th, for Christ's sake. Thank God. That so, humidity. Sucks. 87 and not feel like 95. This is this is the time of the year. This means that you'll be very close to getting back on the pickleball court outside, right? Yeah, I would say it's too windy today. They played some pickleball, I think, last week or this weekend. Um, you know, we usually play tomorrow on Wednesday. We haven't played. We haven't played all winter on Wednesdays. I played weekdays during the day sometimes. But yeah, as long as it's not too windy tomorrow, we're expected to be again around eighty-five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we could. It all depends on the wind. We could very well. No reason why we couldn't go outside tomorrow. Outside of windy. If it was cucumber ball, would that make any difference? Ball well, didn't have holes in it like a wiffle ball. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Well, before we get into everything here, 
Uh, first, well, by the way, did you see pickleball was that last weekend? Oh, yeah, I saw something. It was like on, it was uh, the, the day of the women's national championship game. It was like, yeah. it was like at noon Eastern or something like that. Yeah. Apparently got like seven, 700,000, 800,000 viewers ratings were decent. It was those four, Andre, Andre Agassi, uh, Tommy Chang. They played singles and they played doubles. And it was, you know. Fairly entertaining, so it was, it was good. All right. Well, before we get into everything, you were in the cities this weekend, um, so let me just ask you, did A, Minneapolis burn down to the ground? Because that seems to be the prevailing thought from people is, uh, oh. when they think of Minneapolis. But on a more serious note, you were at the Twins game. Uh, you went to two or three this weekend. I went to all three games. The postponement on Thursday allowed us to go to the game Friday. Very good. So you saw the the win on the home opener. There you saw the win on Saturday. Sunday wasn't great, and then they lose on Monday to the White Sox. So they've lost two in a row, but hopefully we'll get back here. What was your? How was your experience? Yours and Melissa's there, and uh, and uh, what what did you make of the of the games that you saw? Oh, uh, very good. I went to all three games. First game was a little chilly. I guess it was forty nine. Degrees, a little windy. It wasn't terrible, but you needed uh, your winter coat. Did you so, sit? Yeah. Were you behind home plate, or like where were your seats at? Were they different each day, or were you in the same spot? First one was behind home plates, not in the very first section, but behind home plate, like row twenty. Okay. Second section. The uh, next day was row eleven, and the next section to the right. And Sunday was in the 200 level. Okay. Behind home plate, maybe just slightly off to the left. So, behind home plates, for the most part. Um, yeah, a lot of people there sold out for the first game. Uh, pitching was excellent. The uh, 13 strikeouts for Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan having 10, which is way above what they usually get, so that was that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of runs Friday, a bunch of runs on Saturday. Buxton had a three-run home run. Kyle Farmer had a home run. He was the big hero, got the game-winning hit. Yep. The 10th inning on Friday. So, games were good. Stadium was good. Um, got a lot of good deals, I guess, because they got a new logo. And they want to get stuff that has the old logo on it. Ooh. So what'd you get? So we got, like, I got a, kind of like a light blue pullover says Minnesota, kind of like it used to say Minnesota. All right. Light blue, like they used to wear in the 70s. That was $120. I got it for 30 It was wow. 75% off. Wow. I, I yeah. love the, you know me, I love the pullover, so that's always a good deal. Yeah, it's kind of a pullover type windbreaker type thing. Melissa got a jacket for the same deal, uh, a twins jacket and got some shirts for like eleven, twelve dollars. She got it a shirt for eight. And the majority of these were in the second level in one of the gift shops that weren't very big. The first day going into the main gift shop was absolutely awful because it was just packed. Mm-hmm. And the line was up and down the aisles, and, and it, it went pretty quickly. You had to spend probably 20, 25 minutes in line. 
to check out. And there was uh, so many people in the line. And the next couple of days were fine. There was virtually nobody at the game Sunday, I guess, because the Easter probably, mm-hmm. they said 15,000. But a lot of good deals on Saturday and Sunday from the uh, from the second level. So that was a highlight. Melissa got a foul ball first game on Friday. Did she really? Awesome. They did from Carlos Correa. It was the sixth inning. And he had hit two right, two directly into the net behind, behind home plate. Mm-hmm. He hit a third one that went over, hit the guy's left hand in front of us, which is a bad idea. And then it kind of ricocheted off to her right a couple seats, and she ended up picking it up. So Very good. I once, uh, when we went to Kansas City one time for a family vacation, we went to the Twins-Royals game. And there were two or three foul balls that were just seats away from us in, on, along the third baseline in left field, or thir- behind third base there. And we moved over there, and then no more foul balls came over. I mean, it was it was a little frustrating. I've, so I've never gotten a foul ball. I don't, I don't think I have either. My, when we were, went in Detroit, my dad got one during batting practice. Oh, okay. So, I've, got, I've been there to see somebody get a ball ball twice. All right. How about uh, food? Did you did you partake in any food? I know there's some new foods at no. Target Field this year. Did you do any of that? No. no. Melissa got chicken strips and fries on Sunday. And we got a cup. Uh, the food price is obviously outrageous. Yes. Just, yes. Uh, but we took, we got our own souvenir cup, I think, Cup of pop was ten dollars. We kept the cup. We picked up another cup beside us, so we got another cup. And they've got the the helmets. They've got nachos in the helmets. They've got a fries and a burger in the helmets, chicken strips and all that stuff. I believe those are like twenty five or twenty seven dollars. Insane. And we picked two of those up because they just left it there. Why would you leave that there? Why would you leave it there? You paid so much money. If that's the case, then just get a regular meal without the helmet. What's the point of paying for the helmets if you're not going to keep the helmets? Do you think they possibly forgot? I hope no, no. It's ridiculous. Agreed. I saw one of the ladies in the group, it felt like she got up and literally looked down at the helmet before they left. <laughs> I felt like she was gonna, and then she did say something. But she was, it was like somebody left their water bottle there. Oh. It's like you could have also picked up the helmet and brought that with you. You could have, yeah. So I don't know what the deal was. So we got a couple of free helmets, a free cup. But, yeah, food just outrageous. Just, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I just never buy anything there because it's, it's outrageous. I'm going to an uh, to a game on August fourth with my cousins, and it's one of those all you can eat. Games. Ah. Um, it it's like out in a, it's right field, and it's in that section there, right above you know the 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 stone or whatever, and you can it's like all you can eat hot dogs and nachos and peanuts and ice cream dessert um and pop and stuff i think it's like 35 dollars so that's i mean that seems to be a very reasonable deal with your ticket yes 35 bucks breaks a hot dog i'm sure it's five dollars 
thing in nachos is probably ten. Yeah, so you could get your money's worth in food very easily. Oh yes. Off the game. Yep. So we will be partaking in that. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, you know, they won two of the three games there. Um, I did. I get a shepherd's pie. It might have been. I didn't. I know I didn't get bangers and mash. Um, I got that. I got that. Okay. That's what I got. That looked, That was very good. Yeah, two two long sausages, mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, peas, dark gravy. Doesn't sound like much, but it was it was excellent. Like this, this is good. And Melissa got an you know, fish sandwich with with fries, and she said that was good. I can tell you for a fact, I did not get any fish and chips. I am not fish a fan. You don't like fish. I do not like. Oh yeah, those are nice shirts. So we got that for free. I bet you can't wait to watch the next Minnesota United match. Can't, can't wait. I, yeah, can't wait. I'm very excited. So that was Saturday night. We walked down. We're about not quite a mile away. We, we stayed at the Element Hotel, which is directly beyond left field or third base. It's whatever the gate is over there. Like you go down the steps, and the hotel is like right there, a block away. Okay, is that like the, that's the Grey Goose deck or whatever, right? And that the yeah. Grey Goose deck yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that in that Just yeah. go off to the walk to that. So yeah, I mean, it was convenient to be right there, to, to park there, to walk to the game. I like that. Mm-hmm. So Saturday we walked about I'd say three quarters of a mile downtown. Full food, and it was good. I don't know what people talk about with Minneapolis, but it was completely fine. And uh, Friday, where did we go? Friday, I went to Pizza Lucy. Ooh, that was good. Um, a little bit more of a safe walk than, than yeah. what we had. <laughs> and uh, it, it was daylight, man. So that was that was excellent. They had a spinach artichoke dip uh, for an appetizer, which was very good. And we got some pizza. So uh, those two food spots were good. Went to the mall on Sunday for Easter, and pretty much everything was closed. There were plenty of people in the mall, but I would say 90% of the stores were closed. Lids was open, so that was nice. Ah, very good. Did you pick Too big. These were the from last year, old logo. Sure. Big, big sizes. So good deals there. Yeah, so we, got, we came home with, with more hats than we... We started with, but overall, yeah, very good. Everything, weather was good, food was good, games were good. It was, I gave it an A trip. Hey, very good, very good. I'm glad you guys had a great time, a great trip, great weekend, great food, great games and stuff. Uh, so I know we touched on this last week, but now looking at the 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 new logo on these, you know, on the, the shirts, you know, the pullovers, the the, the hats and whatnot. Does it? They wore their white ones during the home opener with the red twins new logo. Those are all right. Uh, I think the batting helmets, I think, were red, white, and blue. Those look good. But yeah, the the less often they have to wear that M hat, the better because <laughs> they only those are just road uniforms. But I thought it was interesting they wore those Twin Cities twice in a row. But yeah, these the, the the M suck. So I think they got they got a new scoreboard or made changes in the scoreboard. Perhaps I think there, I think there is a new scoreboard there. Yeah. And uh, Minnie and Paul in center field, I think, are new 
having difficulties with that scoreboard, whether it's you know technical difficulties or whatever. It's all weekend long. Where one time they had the batting order was all out of whack for a few minutes. I don't know how that happened. Uh, Spencer Strider, my favorite pitcher, our favorite pitcher from the Braves. Yes. How they had him on the goddamn scoreboard. <laughs> they got the, you know, the Twins pitcher and his number of pitches and strikes and balls and the opposition starter. And for some reason, they had Strider, 99 for Houston. Like, that's, that ain't right. No. And one time they had the Twins pitcher up there. They had him for 10 innings and five runs and 10 strikeouts. Like, no, this is like the fourth inning. So, so I don't know what. A lot of technical issues with the scoreboard. So, I mean, I, and we might have to get Daktronics on the line because I'm pretty sure it's a Daktronics scoreboard there. But I'm wondering if it's the operator. But they should have live event staff on hand. So I don't know if that was the case or if someone from the Twins organization just doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I'm guessing they probably paid an out-of-state marketing agency uh, to make that oh, new logo, just like South Dakota does, right? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't do that? No, I, I know. Who, who wouldn't? What state wouldn't do that? Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are wearing their Devil Rays uniforms for every Friday home game this year. So, I'm a fan of that. The, the Marlins, I think, are doing the same thing. Very good. Their teal, which they should absolutely bring back. Yes. And I think the, the Diamondbacks are doing something else. Like the Diamondbacks purple is excellent. The Marlins teal is excellent. Mm-hmm. So much, much better than what they currently have. Let's just stick with the baseball here since we're talking about it. When last we spoke, the Twins were undefeated. We shouldn't have spoken that into existence because then they oh. lost two in a row. Didn't look very good. Um, we're not going to do that with a certain other team. We're just going to let this streak ride out for for that team. Uh, but um, let me just ask you this here. Now that we're a week and a half into the season, what uh, what's the, what are some of the big takeaways here? Again, no time to panic, no need to panic. But certainly now that we have this even scheduling now with teams playing everyone, I almost feel like, you know, you really have to hold back on the opinions a little bit because there can be a a tad bit of an overreaction to, let's say, um, you know, the the, the Rays because they have this high run differential, but they've played the A's, the Tigers, and the Nationals, three of the worst teams in baseball. So how really good are they? We We don't really know. Um, and then, you know, some of these other, I I guess that's the main one here, but a lot of these teams are like the the Cardinals off to a bad start. You know, is it time to, it's not time to panic there yet. Uh, but the, the giants aren't very good. The Royals went in there and in the San Francisco, I believe took two out of three. Um, you know, the twins have been playing good, but they, they lost the last couple now here. So what what are the takeaways that you've had so far through the first week and half of the season? There's not a huge. There's not really any surprising team, really. You know, outside of maybe Tampa Bay, ten and zero. Oh, you spoke it into existence. They, oh, sorry, sorry. They're sorry. gonna lose on Tuesday night now. Maybe I think they're they got a. They're bringing up a rookie on Wednesday, so I could maybe see that being their first loss. They 
you've got Shane McClanahan pitching tonight, they should beat they should beat Boston tonight. So they should be eleven and zero. But I could maybe see them losing tomorrow. But yeah, what what an amazing run they're on. Obviously, you know, Tigers are not good. Nationals Nationals are four and four. If you don't count the three games they played against uh, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and and Oakland's pretty bad too. But you see these teams go out and beat other teams, like the Tigers took two out of three from Houston last week. So you, you see these other teams that should beat. I mean, Houston should beat Detroit, and they didn't. They lost the series. So mm-hmm. uh, they've been beating teams. They beat them all by four runs or more, except for this last one. It was one nothing against Boston. So it's easier said than done when you look at the schedule. It's been very good playing all three of the probably five worst teams. But get some wins. They've been outscoring by a lot. They've allowed 18 runs in 10 games. They've got shutout after shutout after shutout. Their pitching's been excellent, so that is what you should do against these awful teams. You should. Shouldn't. I mean, they're, they're giving up less than two runs a game. And that's kind of what you would think would happen. So, mm-hmm. we like Tampa Bay. Uh, Seattle kind of off to a slow start. Four and seven. Astros are off to a slow start, too. Astros are at five and six. The Astros had so many strikeouts against Flint's, just so many strikeouts. And they are a team that does not strike out. They strike out one of the least amounts. I think they were second fewest strikeouts last year. And when they've been on this run, they just don't strike out. So they're a little bit off right now. They got back on track last night with Pittsburgh, I think. So, yeah, Houston will be fine. And they've got in they've got Altuve's out. Alex Bregman's at an extremely slow start. Um, you know, Texas is six and four. There, there's no like you know team that's kind of come out of the game. You know, Arizona maybe Arizona seven and four. They they swept the Dodgers. So that was unexpected. That's you know, very unexpected. So I would maybe say Arizona, but the run differential is zero. They've scored fifty three. They've given up fifty three. Uh, Brewers have gotten off to a good start, seven and three. So, yeah, not, not a whole lot through the first week or two. I think the you know, Twins are six and four. Their their, their starting pitching has been an A plus. Uh, Pablo Lopez has been excellent. I think he pitches tonight. He has been. You couldn't ask for him to be any better than what he was. He gave up what three hits versus Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, losing. Sonny Gray's pitched well. Kenta Maeda's uh, 0-2, but he hasn't given up that many runs. No, Maeda's pitched all right. You know, he's coming back from Tommy John, so he is... He's pitched He's pitched well. He's pitched okay. So that's good. The offense but, uh, is a little disappointing, though, right? Like, Correa well, hasn't gotten going yet. Um, you know, Larnick and, or Larnick and Farmer are the, probably the two... Most surprising one, Nick Gordon can't hit to save his life right now. Yeah, Korea's got a bad thing. Hopefully he's back tonight. But he's been disappointing. Uh, Buxton's been good. Yeah, Kyle Farmer, he was kind of the start of the weekend with the home run and the game winning hits. And uh, Trevor Larnick, that's that's been good to see him uh, produce. So, yeah, offense kind of goes up and down. 
but they've got guys coming up and you know, Kepler's out and Joey Gallo got hurt in the series. Sounds like he's still going to be out a few more days. But they've had a lot of injuries already this season. And this is best starting rotation I've seen them ever have. And it's the, the deepest team they've ever had. So guys like Kyle Farmer going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Nick Gordon's playing. You'd, you'd prefer him not to play as much as he has been because he hasn't been hitting. But he can, he's versatile. He can play the infield, the outfield. And you got all these bench guys that uh, Donovan Solano has been playing quite a bit, probably more than they thought he would. He's 35. So if everybody gets healthy, the offense should pick it up later on. But I'm, I'm excited for it either. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't make the playoffs here. I mean, there's there's not five teams better than the Twins or six teams better than the Twins in the American League. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. So. Assuming assuming they stay healthy. Um, I thought the Padres got off to a really slow start, but they took two out of three from the Braves over the weekend. So that was good for them to, I mean, because that's, I think, a potential NLCS preview. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, yeah, I, the Twins offense, to me, needs to pick it up just a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh got dealt, I think, the, the biggest injury so far through this first week and a half of the season. O'Neill Cruz, their star oh. player, really the only reason to watch the Pirates this year. Uh, he is going to be out for up to, what, four months potentially? Uh, he got yeah. injured, so that's a significant blow to the Pittsburgh Pirates there. Uh, six and four, like I said, right now, as of the recording of this podcast, so they were doing pretty good, but, boy, that that um, that injury to O'Neill Cruz, that's a tough one. That's a tough blow for the Pirates. Yeah, it's kind of their young star to where you want to see him develop, and yeah, he'll be out for pretty much the entire season. For the most part, so uh, what Brian Reynolds for them, their best hitter, he has he's gotten off to a good start. He's looking for a contract extension. I'd be looking to trade him, or if I'm him, I would like to be out of Pittsburgh. But we'll see what happens with him. Well, getting off to a a good start uh, there for that contract extension. And right now, the only team that has yet to play a home game, and that will change on Tuesday night, the Toronto Blue Jays. Started out 10 games on the road. I'll call it Sky Sky Dome. Making changes to the the dome, I guess. So, see what that looks like. Uh, Matt Chapman. He has gotten off to a really good start. He's batting five. Well, he's batting 475. Wow. So Matt Chapman's a, he's leading baseball on average. So he's gotten off to a good start. Yeah, Brian Reynolds has five home runs already. Holy cow. So he leads him in uh, Pete Alonzo with the Mets. He's got five home runs already. So uh, Wander Franco, who did not play well last year, he's gotten off to a good start. Yes, he has. Judge has Judge has four home runs already. So uh, some of the some of the early season uh, stars thus far. Uh, the pitch clock or the pitch clock still uh, working well. Game times are down. I think what I saw on average thirty one minutes so yes. far through the first week and a half of the season. You were there. What did you know? How different did the game feel? Did you like it? Did you know? 
you know, was it visible, the pitch clock and everything? Um, what, what, being there in person, I imagine it's very, it's very nice watching it on TV, but being there in person, how did that, uh, how did that change the game at all, if at all? And it's just excellent. Just the pace of it, they get the, they get the ball, they throw it. It just, there's no time to waste. You can't really take your eyes off it. You have to pay attention at all times, which I like. 89 degrees in Mitchell. 89. Holy 90 stack. 90 in Huron. 92 in winter. It's 46 in Aberdeen. Wow. So, uh, two, and a half, two, two and a half hours north. Not even that. It's 45 degrees colder. That's crazy. Um, they, they got a pitch clock in center field, so we can see it. And I assume they got a pitch clock behind home plate so the pitcher can see it. And yeah, as soon as they get the ball, it's uh, there were two violations, both on Houston. Ryan Presley had one late in the game. Ultimately, didn't matter. And then Jose Abreu had one. Mm-hmm. And that was a strikeout. That was the third strike. So he struck out on that one. Does that count for a strikeout for the pitcher? Yes. Yeah. Well, strikeout for him was two strikes, and I did not notice either one. I was like, oh, they got him, or, you know, I wasn't watching the clock at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's excellent. The uh, first game was 10 innings, 3-2, to two, and it went 2.47. And the other game was two and a half hours. Like, that's, that's perfect. Two and a half hours is a perfectly acceptable time. That is? Time for game. Yep, that's, that's the time of a basketball or a hockey game. Maybe you know slightly over, um, but but not much. If they if that can be the normal time frame for a game, that's so much better. I always find it weird. I've mentioned this time and time again, but you know, like related to college football, these games sometimes take four hours. I'm like these are college athletes here. Why are college? Why is a college sporting event taking so much longer than a professional uh, sporting event, like a professional football game? Um, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, we know college basketball games take two hours or a little longer, you know, with the, the timeouts there at the end if it's a close game and whatnot. But it is nice to see now that Major League Baseball games, NBA games, NHL games are kind of all right and round in that two, two fifteen, two and a half hour range. That's really good, I think. If you could get rid of the having a ball stop after every first out. Yeah, I thought that would save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I, again, like, I, I, even the Vikings take three hours. Yep. I start these games you know, an hour late. Like, I can watch. I can get rid of all the crap, all the commercials, all halftime. I don't need to watch it. Don't care. And get on to the game. So it's... I don't know if they're going to do something at some point. Probably not. But, yeah, it's... It's not a factor in football, even though there's just so much waste of time. Yep. I know there's yeah, there's talk in college football about trying to change it to make the game faster. We'll see good. where that where that goes. But all right, anything else related uh, that we need to get to on the baseball front? Um, Grayson Rodriguez. He's uh, one of the top pitching prospects. He's in Baltimore. They called him up last week, and then he pitched against Texas. Did did decent, so he's maybe the first big prospect call up of the season. 
Grayson Rodriguez for Baltimore. And then Baltimore's played well. Oh, they have 500. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, they, they're, they're sticking around. But, yeah, it's, you know, getting, getting back in the swing of things here and looking forward to uh, watching the Twins tonight. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is kind of, at this point, if you like baseball, you got to kind of watch them because. Mm-hmm. But 13, I think 13 and 0 is the record to start a year. So, well, I mean, they, they you know, very well could reach that. So, Padres met. That's another, you know, we played in the playoffs last year. Yep. So, well, a lot of good stuff thus far. Very good. Well, we'll keep an eye on that, of course, uh, throughout the entire season. The season's just begun. And uh, we look forward to this baseball season. Let's swing now from the baseball diamond to to the uh, to the course and uh, to the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. Uh, hampered by weather last week, uh, Friday and Saturday both had their rounds uh, postponed or like delayed. You know, postponed to the next day or whatever. You know, they started round two on Friday, couldn't get through it all. Had to finish on Saturday, couldn't get through round three due to weather. Had to go to Sunday, and I thought that's what contributed to uh, a fantastic Sunday at the Masters. Ratings were great, uh, highest-rated Masters in quite a while, uh, and we saw that uh, John Rahm and Brooks Kepka, who were, I believe were in the final pairing uh, to start on Saturday, they only got through six holes. They had to get up early, get uh, get complete their round three. And they were together again for the afternoon. And Brooks Kepka, who had played so well throughout the first two and a half rounds, all of a sudden went on a birdie-less streak. Uh, he was in a drought. He just got a bunch of pars, a couple bogeys here and there. Um, but the, that birdie-less streak allowed John Rahm to kind of to, to creep closer and ultimately seize control. And... You know, the, I think that it wasn't a runaway for Rom by any stretch because Kepka did make three birdies and four holes on the back nine on Sunday. But Rom was in control. Like as long as he was, as long as he didn't make any mistakes, he would have. He was great. Um, or yeah, like he was going to be fine. I didn't get into Schottenkirk's. Um, Masters group at all. Um, I, I was going to. I was planning on it, and something came up, and I just completely spaced it off and forgot about it. But I did pick John Rom, and I told him I would have taken Rom at fourteen under. Rom won at twelve under, so I think I would have ah. won quite a bit of money there. I picked Rom to win. I'm happy for him. He does this on Sevi uh, Ballesteros's birthday. Uh, great Spanish golfer who won a couple of Masters. Um, Jose, he did it five years to the day that Sergio Garcia won the Masters again on uh, Sevi's birthday there. So something about April 9th just is great for Spanish golfers, apparently. But Rom was great. He's a very likable guy. I think, I, I think, you know, if, you know, the live tour guys, they did very well overall. Phil Mickelson got to eight under, so he, he played very well on Sunday to get himself into contention. Finished tied for second with Kepka, another live guy. But I do think that you that you know that the dichotomy of it all with you know a live against the PGA tour, 
you could sense that the gallery was more for John Rahm than they were for Brooks Kepka, and I think they relished in the fact that Kepka struggled a little bit, and eventually Rahm was able to take the lead and seize control. Yeah, it's interesting what that is. This this ain't the first major with this, but it's I guess the first Masters or so with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting how people view those guys. I feel like Brooks kept like he's been injured quite often recently, last few years, and for him to go somewhere and play less for more money, that makes sense for him. And Phil Mickelson, I'm sure he's got some gambling debts he's got to pay off. Yep. <laughs> surprising for him when he finishes second again in a major. It's unbelievable how many times he's finished second. But it's more surprising for it th- to happen this time because he's so much older and, you know, not very good. I mean, it was a stunner when he won, was it the was it the PGA Championship or whatever in, in South Carolina a few years back? He was the oldest yeah. golfer ever to win a major. Yeah, he was, he was that, so he's still creeping around there. Or, you know, you never know, maybe he could, he was uh, definitely in contention. He had a great back nine, it looked like. So it's an interesting dynamic, and he had some had some names that people knew about. I think the draw was probably Brooks Kepka. I don't want you choking or whatever you want to call it, because he led for for much of the tournament. And then you know, who knows if, if if the weather is good and they can play eighteen holes every day, maybe things turn out a little bit differently for for him. Mm-hmm. But for Kepka, if he would have won, that would have been his fifth. Yeah, and I mean that's a lot of majors. There's been he would have been the twentieth guy ever to win five or more majors. I mean, twenty guys and then nineteen is all that's ever won five. So he would have been right there. That would have been mm-hmm. amazing for him, and he'll probably win another one. He'd be what he's thirty-two. So as long as he stays healthy, he'll probably win at least another major. He's won uh, the PGA twice. He's won the U.S. Open twice. Mm-hmm. So he's finished runner-up in the Masters two times. So, yeah, Kepka, he might, you know, five, six majors. Isn't out of the question for him. So, no. And then Tiger Woods just, the guy can't even walk anymore. So it's like, quit playing golf, Christ. Yeah. Yep, it, it's sad to see. I mean, he, he made the cut. At, the cut was three over. He made the cut. But then he had to bow out, you know, because of a foot injury. I, I did he blame it on the foot injury? I mean, he was six over to begin his round three. So, so. I, I have no idea. Like, he, you know, how is he going to walk? How are the twenty nine holes on Sunday? Whatever they had to play. Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell was he going to do that? He wasn't. Well, I just... think he was going to get through. I don't know how. I don't know how many holes he went through before he had to withdraw. I think he would have probably finished. He had to. He would have finished the his third round on Saturday because if Rom and Kepka were six holes in to their third round, Woods would have been done well ahead of them. Yeah. So. And he was. It was just done for him. Yeah. Uh, so that, it's sad to see as as great as he was. Uh, Rory McIlroy head puzzling five over, and then he withdrew from this week's tournament. I don't know if you know if his head's not just not right or whatever. If he's battling an injury, that's not 
good. We need to see Rory get it back uh, going here. Jordan Spieth played well. Scotty Scheffler didn't play great, but was still, you know, what, top 10 or whatever. So I'm not overly concerned about, you know, Scheffler here moving forward. But I do think it would be nice. I, I'm not saying that Rom is a. I think Rom is a star on the tour. Uh, but I don't know how much of a needle turner he is in terms of how many people are going to tune in. But I I like him. Like, he's not... I, I think he has some star-like quality to him. It would be nice to see him and Spieth and McElroy kind of go in this back and forth. Um, you, know, you know, maybe the... The potential confrontation between the live players and the and the PGA guys that that helps ratings because you like to see that potential confrontation um, bubble up to the surface. But as it stands, specifically to the PGA Tour, Rom has been very good now, the number one player for a while. If Scotty Scheffler can keep going, I think that helps. But you need guys like Rory and Jordan to to be more consistent. To, to push, you know, to if you could get a, you know, four of these guys that are consistently up there, I think that would really benefit uh, the PGA Tour to have those four guys specifically constantly battling for the majors. And right now, Rory and Jordan just too inconsistent. World Golf Rankings Top 10. There might be... Three of these guys I would care about if they were playing on a Sunday and they were in a major, if they were among the leaders, I would care about it. Number one's John Rahm. I don't care about John Rahm. Scotty Scheffler is number two. Don't really care about him. McElroy is three. Maybe two didn't see him. Patrick Cantley is the tie, number two American golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alfred Cantley is number four. Nobody's watching golf to see him. Nope. Uh, Cameron Smith, I like him with his awful mustache. I like him. He's the guy that's sponsored by Major League Baseball. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's the Australian. Cam Young is the guy sponsored by Major uh, League Baseball. I like that. Both Australian. Uh, Xander Shoffley is sixth. Max Homa is seven. Will Zalatoris is eight, and he Victor won't last. Holt. He won't last in eighth for long. He's done for the year. He had back surgery. Will Zalatoris, he's out. Uh, Victor Hovland, he was in the mix. He's ninth, and Sam Burns is tenth. Those are top ten golfers. Oh my god, that's. I can't say any of them really do anything for me. You got Jordan Spieth at fifteen. You got Cameron Young at thirteen. Justin Thomas at twelve. Colin Morikawa at eleven. Yes. My boy, Colin. Well, again, it's like I just don't care about any of these guys, really. You know, Brooks Kepka's 39th. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, just, yeah, I didn't watch any of this tournament this weekend. Well, and, you, for good reason. You were in the cities watching uh, Twins. Well, I was on the TV that a couple of play. I couldn't see him. And I, I check the scores every once in a while. I'm sure I probably would have watched it if I was at home here. I got, I'm interested in Brooks Kepka because people seem to hate him. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. So he's a very unlikable fella. It's very yeah. There's a, a dynamic there where people don't like him. So 
That he is, and we'll see what he can do at the PGA Championship, which is coming up. Well, next week, when is that? Next week, when is that? Next month. It's in May. How do you feel about the new, the new, well, it's been a couple years now they've had the new... I like it. I, I think, you know what, golf, you know, unlike, you know, I guess Major League Baseball has finally come around to, hey, we need to change uh, the game to be more interactive with fans or keep fans' attention and whatnot. Golf did the same thing. They realized that if they're doing their playoffs in the middle or late September when football's on, you're not going to get the eyeballs. So why not change it up where your golf playoffs wrap up, you know, right as the college football season begins, before the NFL starts? You can still have the Ryder Cup in the fall because people will watch the Ryder Cup. That is a a must-see event for a lot of people. And it's, you know, it's a unique event to golf. Um, So I do like it. I like that the Open Championship is the last major uh, in July. So I do like what golf has done uh, in terms of changing it up here because the best way for, you know, these purses to to keep going up and the, the best way to get the better ratings is, you know, A, if your, gol- if your top golfers are consistent and always competing for majors or in the in the playoffs and whatnot, but have it not compete with football, that's a wise decision. Get as much golf in as you can between April and middle of August. Mm-hmm. And they've done that, and all the majors are in that time frame before football starts up, and yeah, you have something to do. I mean, there's the baseball, and then you got these playoffs, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like it. Good idea. I like it indeed. Uh, so uh, let's move from the golf. Again, congratulations to John Rom on winning his first green jacket. Let's go to the basketball here. We got the play-in tournament this week, and ugh, like it's just so stupid. Like, just set the field and be done with it. NBA playoffs start on Saturday. We'll talk about it more next week when we actually know all of the matchups and whatnot. But uh, you have... You were at Target Field on Sunday, and there was a major event going on right across the street at Target Center uh, with the Wolves playing the Pelicans, and Rudy Gobert punches teammate Brian Anderson. He gets kicked out by the team, saying, hey, leave, you're done for the day. Uh, was not a good idea. Tempers flared. And then Jaden McDaniels punches a, a curtain and a cement ball happened to be behind it. And he broke his hand. And he's done for the year, most likely. So the Timberwolves just... Uh, what did Stephen A... Like they, or was it Stephen A or Michael Wilbon said? They major in stupidity or idiocracy. Like, it's, it's bad. This is a very immature, dumb team doing dumb things. Jaden McDaniels, arguably the best defensive player in the NBA, so that's a huge loss for the Wolves. They are in the play-in tournament, though. They came back. They beat the Pelicans. They will be playing the Lakers Tuesday night. The winner gets the 7th seed, which would take on Memphis. The loser will play the winner of the 9-10 game at home, uh, so whether that be in L.A. or Minnesota, and that will be against the winner of the Thunder, who are the 10th seed, or the Pelicans, the 9th seed. No Zion Williamson for the Pelicans. That's on the west side. Just looking at this whole thing here, I think Minnesota is a, you know, they've got the star player in Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, what, you know, 
if he wants to pick it up and play consistent, that would be great, especially on the defensive side. They're going to need it. Gobert is suspended for this game against the Lakers. I think the Timberwolves should be in the playoffs. We thought we had seen glimpses of this team, and then just to see it all crumble down there in that final game, it's just like, why even bother? So I almost don't even want to see this team in the playoffs just because you're not at full strength, no Nas Reed, a fractured wrist, you have no Jaden McDaniels. We'll see what Rudy Gobert is like on this. Like This Rudy Gobert trade is just a massive disappointment. Just like, screw you, Timberwolves, get out of here. Lakers, fine, get in. Uh, Pelicans, fine, maybe it gives us a chance to see Zion. Just This whole thing is just stupid. Yeah, and they're 42 and 40, they're the 8th seed. They were two games out of the 5. They were three games out of being the 4 seed. So this, this is as mediocre of a year as I ever have. No, nobody won 60 games. No. Two teams in the West won 50. Parody. Two. Parody. Reign supreme. The, and this is the most wide open the West has ever been. I hear people all the time saying the Lakers are going to win the West. <laughs> no way. I, I, I'm like, how? How and why? Are they beating Golden State? Are they beating the Clippers? Are they beating the Suns? No. I don't think they're beating... It feels like your four, five, and six seeds are better than your one, two, and three seeds. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I've heard a lot of... I've heard some... Clamoring that the it's the that the Warriors are going to win wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, you know, you get Wiggins back. That's ultimate. That's where I wanted the Timberwolves to be because I thought they matched up well with the Kings. The Kings, congratulations to them for making the playoffs for the first time in what sixteen years, seventeen years, eighteen years, something like that. I mean, it's been a crazy long time, and that's the the ticket that's uh, the highest to get the highest price to get into a game is a Sacramento Kings uh, game against the Warriors. And I'm sure when the playoff schedule comes out that this series will have at least two day, a two day, uh, two games where there are two full days in between the games because of all that travel that they have to do going from San Francisco to Sacramento, which is like a two-hour bus drive. Like, it's just ridiculous. An hour and a half. Hour and a half. Like, it's just... 87 miles. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, I always say I'm interested in something, and I usually don't watch it. I'm interested in Kings Warriors. I assume all those games will be on too late for me to catch any of them. Clipper uh, Suns is probably your, your, your premier series in the first round. For sure. The winner of that game, I think, wins the West. I don't, I don't buy any of the Clippers. The Suns, yeah. I think the Suns. I'll take the Suns to, to get out of this mess of crap here because of Durant. I'll take a, um, I'll take Memphis and Lakers. I'd be interested in Memphis Lakers. And, I mean, the, the Wolves played Memphis very close last year, so. I would be interested to see the Wolves get the Grizzlies again, yeah. uh, just to see if it'd be any different. And, I mean, and Denver should beat whoever they play for the eighth seed. So, you've got, you know, a Denver-Phoenix second-round matchup. You would have... Warriors versus somebody, Warriors versus Memphis, Warriors versus the Lakers in the second round. So, I mean, and, and Dallas doesn't even make the playoffs in any form or fashion. 
Oh, did did you see what they did last week? Yes. Six, and like what a what an abomination! Like the the NBA and then NBA is trying to come down tough. They're like we're going to investigate this alleged tanking and whatever. You know what? You've opened the door for this NBA. You absolutely have. Um, Stutters, I know you're surprised, as am I, that uh, Kyrie Irving went somewhere, and it didn't really work out very well. I am. That it, that shocks the hell out of me. 5-11 and 11 with Kyrie and Luka on the floor together playing in the same game. Like we said at the time, like why? how many places does he have to go before? You know what? Boston worked. Boston didn't really do much with him there, and then without him, they reached the finals. How about that? Yeah. And then he goes to the Nets, and Nets, I don't even think, one of, they win a playoff series? Maybe one? That didn't work out. Yeah. And he goes to Dallas. And what, I mean, you know, a lot of bullshit talk shows out there. What if you would have said two months ago, Stack, and when the straight happened? You know what? The, you know they were asked. You, know, you know, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic. What's this mean for the Mavericks? What are their chances of of not making the playoff but winning the Western Conference? I'm sure. <laughs> yep. what, what would what would the hosts or these idiots that talk on TV? What would they would have said to you or me if they would have said, you know what? I've got my crystal ball in front of me, and you know what? Not only are they not winning the West, they're not even making the playoffs. They're not even making the playing game. They would have said, "Oh, you're." They would have laughed you off the off stage. Absolutely. But then two months later, we're here, and they finish six games under five hundred, and ten teams make the playoffs, and Dallas is not one of them. Then you can go back and say, "Remember when I said Dallas wouldn't even make the playoffs?" And then nothing would happen because that's not how those shows work. But what what a mess! Why why would you want Kyrie Irving? You deserve. You deserve everything you get with him. And whether this is his fault or not, I don't know. I don't care. Well, and don't you but think this is kind of setting up the a potential exit for Luka Doncic? I mean, yeah. I mean, the Mavericks just keep making bad decision after bad decision. Mark Cuban, he's the main. I, like, I'm sure wasn't he the guy that wanted to bring in Kyrie Irving, and then to sit everyone because you're hoping to get Brandon, you know. Waganyama or whatever that French phenom, you're not gonna get him. If the it if there's a way for the league to rig the draft as as often or the draft lottery as has been done in the past, allegedly, yeah, make sure that the Mavericks don't get it. I would be fine with the Spurs getting the number one pick again. You know, kind of a la you know to to, to to Tim Duncan and whatnot, and they have a, as good a chance as the Pistons and the the Rockets don't give it to the Rockets. They just fire their head coach, and then if like no, no, don't don't do that. Um, Greg Popovich deserves the number one overall pick for what he has been saying over these last uh, this last week or so regarding everything that's gone on in Tennessee. So if a team needs it, I'm rooting for the Spurs to get Brandon Waganyama or whatever, however you say his name. And these. Uh... Nobody cares about these playing games. They just don't. No. Like, that's it. I they think they get eyeballs because the Lakers are in it. Lakers are always in this goddamn playing game. And, yeah, I don't care. I'm not watching. What do you got? Hawks, 
Heat tonight, who could give a shit about Heat Hawks? Yeah, my Bulls, I really couldn't give a shit about the Bulls. I only got the Raptors. Yeah, Bulls have been a massive disappointment these last couple years. Yeah, you look at the eight teams that are in this deal, and it makes sense that there wouldn't be any, like, apart from the Lakers, that's the main draw. The other seven teams, there is no draw to them at all. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, young team, no one really knows what they are. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a very good player, but, you know, I think, you know, Oklahoma City's got a very bright future. Chet Holmgren can come back and whatnot, pair him up with Gilgis Alexander, that's great. But New Orleans, Zion's not playing, so where's the draw in watching them? The Timberwolves, like, the drama there, they're just a, a dysfunctional franchise right now. And then Hawks, Heat, Raptors, Bulls, where is, uh, oh, Chicago's that big market, but the Bulls aren't very good. So where is it? Like, there's there's no reason to watch these games apart from Lakers, and that would be t- Tuesday night. That's the only reason you win, and then they aren't, then you don't have to watch them again until uh, until Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play. Um, it's interesting to see the, this because locally there's a Minnesota. Than me because of the Bulls, but really outside of that, it's yeah. like yeah, who would, who wants to watch a bunch of five hundred teams play each other, right? To be a seven and eight seed, like I, I don't think the Lakers are going to beat Memphis. No, no, I just don't. So I don't know. It's doesn't draw me in as a viewer. So and, and I feel like. With all the parity, I guess, it's been injuries and load management where guys don't play anymore. Obviously, the regular season is not important. Mm-hmm. And is this just kind of a one, two-year thing, or is this the way it's going to be from now on where the stars, some of the stars aren't going to play, mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to get stuck with. We're, uh, the four seed is going to be the favorites, and the six seed is going to be your second favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's like... If they don't care about the regular season, I certainly don't care about the regular season. Well, and so. the NBA, with their new CBA, it gives the NBA an opening to do an in-season tournament. Why? Who's going to watch I, that? Apparently, Adam Silver has wanted this for a long time. But again, who gives a shit? Okay, you're the Boston Celtics, and you win this tournament. Who, who gives so, a shit? Who gives a fuck? You're the Milwaukee Bucks. You win the in-season tournament. Okay, am I going to fucking watch this in January and February? How the hell is going to happen? Oh, the finals. It's Denver taking on Philadelphia. Yeah, no. Okay. What what do they get? Nothing? Yeah, it's not like... Do you get, like, an extra, like, a a five-game boost or whatever to the... (laughs) Like uh, you, uh, you, you get to who gives a shit? I don't care about an in-season tournament involving like who. I don't get it. I think the WNBA did it last year, but that's a little easier. You need to fill in, I guess, the time. And there's only what twelve teams in the WNBA. It's a lot easier to do than with thirty. I mean, that they just what? So the team that loses there, are you just going to have a two-week? Gap in your schedule then with no, like how do you how do you fill in the back half of that schedule? It's gonna be like an eighty game schedule, 
Oh, good. Two fewer games. Oh, wonderful. And then you'll play like two games in this tournament thing. And the, I don't know, maybe a couple teams will play 83, 84 games. I'm not quite clear on it. So it's, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what the draw is. What, I don't know. There, is, okay? no, there is no I don't draw. know. There is no, I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, so once we know all the final matchups and whatever, we'll do more of a little bit of an in-depth preview here. But I guess just from my standpoint, I kind of agree with you. I, I like, I think the winner Phoenix and the Clippers, they're making it to the Western Conference Finals for sure. Um, I'll take, I'll ride with the Golden State Warriors, I guess. But give me Phoenix, uh, give me a 4-6 matchup here in the Western Conference Finals. Give me Phoenix against Golden State and give me Phoenix to win. And then on the... Yeah. And then on the East, um... Oh, what do you know? Brooklyn does better without Kyrie Irving. What a fucking stunner. And, Not even in the play-in. They're the sixth seed. And they got some pieces from Dallas, too. So Dallas moved heaven and earth to get uh, to get uh, Kyrie Irving and then realize, or failed to realize that, oh, we need some complementary pieces around these guys. Oh, and, they, and we traded them to, to Brooklyn. Okay. I, like, who are you... Honestly... It's a two-team race. You think it's Milwaukee and Boston? Oh, yeah. Philadelphia has long expired their chances of getting this done. Like, how many? I mean, come on. Embiid's probably going to win MVP. How many years do they have to be in the mix before they win it? Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, that's the key. I mean, it, oh, James Harden's there, but when will I, – I, I just don't – I don't trust Philly. I don't want Philly. Cleveland's interesting just because of what Donovan Mitchell can do, but I feel like they need another piece or two to be able to um, to really compete in there. But Cleveland with an outside chance, it's it's one of the four – but, yeah, it really comes down to the Bucks in Boston, and I'll take Milwaukee. So give me a Milwaukee-Phoenix series. That's what it was a couple years ago. It was, yeah. So the Knicks. Who knew the Knicks were forty-seven and thirty-five? Where do you get these at? I've got two of them. Good job. I got new socks. Um, yeah, you know Cleveland Knicks. That's a different matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, none of these playing teams do too much red. They're all red teams. Second, they're all red. <laughs> Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. Uh-huh. And then you got the green teams at the top. So Milwaukee and Boston. I look at the I look at this Eastern Conference and I'm trying to figure out what is the NBA TV game that they're going to throw on there. Um, is it is it Philadelphia and Brooklyn? Milwaukee, is, Milwaukee versus Toronto or Atlanta. Okay. Milwaukee, Atlanta. Milwaukee, Atlanta. Okay. Is there another one too? Are there, are there any two of them? Well, they, they could. I, like, if you're looking more. It would have to be more on the Western Conference side, like a Memphis, Memphis Lakers. No, probably not. They're not going to throw the Lakers on there. Uh, Denver. It's got to be Denver. Yeah. So you're looking at your your one eight matchups. Yeah. Denver, New Orleans, Denver, Minnesota. Unless unless the Lakers lose, then I could see like Minnesota, Memphis being on NBA TV or. You, and then, um, like, or New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Denver. That's a possibility as well. 
Um, I could maybe Cleveland, New York. I don't know New York, you know, but uh, I can maybe see them in Cleveland. You could, but it's the Knicks. So wouldn't you want the Knicks on? You know, the the Garden on TNT or ESPN. It's they got Brooklyn, Philadelphia. Who cares? Right. Um, That's why I think Brooklyn, Philadelphia would have a decent chance because even though it's like Brooklyn, who who knows? Can I can't name. A, a, a net player right now, other than Spencer Dinwiddie. Mikael Bridges has kind of been the big. Oh yes, yeah. Kind of back, whatever. In twenty six a game, he was the big piece they got from Suns. Yes, yep. Villanova. Yeah, guys I've never heard of. This is exciting. So I'm. I don't know if you'll be watching baseball, but you know, Knicks Cleveland is interesting. Uh. And you know, the, the things I care about in, in the West are, are too late. So, you know, Suns, Clippers, Kings, Warriors. Uh, this will be what first time since 2007 that the Kings will be on ABC. Wow. And it'll be the first, this is the first time that the Kings will play a primetime ABC game, I guess, since 2002. Wow, that is amazing. The first ever game that ABC broadcast when they got basketball back was a Christmas game between the Lakers and the Kings. Hmm. And that is the only time the Kings have been on ABC in prime time. Really? And I guess they know what the schedule is going to be, and they know that Kings Warriors are going to be on ABC at night one of these times. I'm interested in that. I'm interested in Sacramento and Golden State and Phoenix and the Clippers. Yes. Other than that, no. And I will be interested if the Timberwolves make it, but uh, you don't you don't hold your breath for that at all. So, and, and, and Zion Williamson, you know, you figure this year he might be healthy, but he's not. And he missed, what did he miss, 50 games again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played 29 games. And he said here, uh, uh, he will return when he feels like Zion. Well, when the hell is that going to be? Oh, just return, what is he? It's another foot thing or what is it? Just uh, return when you're healthy. Yeah, he, he is feeling fine physically and will return to the court when I feel like Zion. That's what he said on Tuesday. Acknowledging the mental hurdle of rejoining the team as it embarks on a postseason run. Uh, so what, what is with this mental... You got Ben Simmons. You got all these like what, like what? I don't, I don't know. It's a right hamstring strain. Like Carl Anthony he's Towns missed for three, four. He's been out for four months with a hamstring. Yeah, well, Carl Anthony Towns was out three, four months with a calf. Like, like what? It doesn't make sense. I guess if I guess you make this much money, like you know what? I don't. I don't make thirty, forty million. I don't really have to play. I get paid whether I play or not. I'll come back to the playoffs. Well, I mean, look at Odell Beckham Jr. He signs a one-year deal with the Ravens worth $15 million guaranteed. Could get upwards of $18 million. And you might be looking like, okay, why would you go there versus, I don't know, if the Jets were interested. Maybe you'll – do you go to Minnesota because of that connection with Kevin yeah. O'Connell or whatnot? Like, who's the quarterback in Baltimore? It, presuming it's Lamar Jackson, that's great. But, like, is Baltimore 
I guess, you know, I'm not... It's an apples to oranges comparison, but for Zion, it's like, okay, I have all this money and stuff. Where's the motivation to play? Yeah, yeah I guess you want to win, but if I'm getting all this money, so be it. With Odell Beckham, I'm sure he would have gotten... Like, Baltimore was going to pay the most out of any team. Otherwise, he wouldn't have signed with them. He would have made far less going to another place. So is the premium on making the money or is it on winning? Because I don't think Baltimore is a prohibitive favorite, especially not in the AFC, to to be a Super Bowl contender. Right? I mean, so... Oh, oh, oh. No, yeah, Odell Beckham, that's not going to end well. He's going to act out because he's not going to get the ball or Mar Jackson isn't going to get it to him. And he'll be... He'll be mad about it. Yep. And Charm City will lose its charm on Odell Beckham. So. Well, first we've got to figure out can he actually play anymore since he hasn't played in almost two years. Mm-hmm. Take an entire year off and another offseason. Can you, are you even good anymore? Right, and he's 30. That's a, that's a fact. He's 32? I think he's 30. 30. So, so he's older. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we need to get to? I think we've kind of ran through the gamut here and everything. Uh, Udonis Haslam in his last game, presumably. Oh, 20 years. Scored 24 points. Good for him. Uh, had hardly played here in just an amazing, uh, you look at his basketball reference page, just an incredible, incredible final, like 10 years of his career. Or what is he, 42 right now? He's played 35 games in the last five years. He's just, I mean, they're there. He, they, they pay him to be on the like, – he may as well be a coach. Yeah. Dirty sick around as a coach. But he hasn't really played significant minutes in literally nine years. It's been since the 2014-15 season – in which you can say he did anything or not. And in that year, he averaged four points and four rebounds. Do you want to tease for next week, or should I, or do you want me to say it now? I have a tease for next week on something that um, is just going to make me irate if one of my favorite teams does it. What team is it? The Vikings? It is the Vikings, yep. Yeah. Does that do with the draft? It does. What, uh, what, is it, what does it involve? Uh, well, do you, do you want me to say it now or wait wait for it for next week? Yeah, say it now and we can get in depth. Because we only got, what, two more shows, don't we? So, yeah. uh, so two weeks would be a draft special? Yes, yep. Okay. So what? If, what what, what, what would your... make me very unhappy is if the, the Vikings draft Will Levis. But would yeah, that would be absolutely idiotic. What would make me irate is if they trade up for Will Levis. Because there is some chatter. You know, the Cardinals want to trade the number three overall pick. Um, you're, uh, uh, that's, that is a massive jump. I, I'm not saying they're going to necessarily jump 23-3, to three, but there was someone like, oh, maybe the Vikings might get in the mix. I, I can't see that. I don't want that to happen. I would much rather you trade up to trade three First round picks next in next year's draft to get to number one and get Caleb Williams. That's what I want. But just the the mere concept or the mere suggestion 
that the Vikings would be trading up 2-3 or trading up at all. Don't trade up at all to get Will Levis. Don't do it. I mean, if your draft Will Levis at 23, I'm not going to love it. I'm going to hate it. Uh, but if you go, if you trade up, you, I may as well just sell my fandom right now. That's a, just a tear. Maybe maybe if I have to walk it back, that would be the greatest walking back I have ever done. But it would be a Mitch Trubisky type situation. It, it would be awful. I can't see Quezzy doing it. But just no, the mere suggestion not. that there is, it, it just, it's it's floating out there as a possibility that the Vikings might trade up. That the pick could be Will Levis. No, 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 no. There's so yeah. There's so much rumors that that it just isn't. Do free drop. I know, but it should be. Yeah. Oh, I'm also. Um, like, there's so many rumors and trade things that are out there, and who knows what's true or what isn't. Yeah, I, I, Will Levis is going to be terrible. Um, like they last year, they traded back, and I liked. You know, people didn't like that they traded with Detroit and Green Bay, but trading back, that's kind of what. Brooke Spielman did a lot, and that's what they did last year quite a bit. I would like them to trade down. I would like them to trade down to like 30 and then still be able to draft Hendon Hooker. That's that's my pick up a two and maybe a three next year. That's ideally what what I'd like to see happen. Apparently this is a deep cornerback draft, and that's obviously yep. a big need. Mm-hmm. You can fall back and pick up another cornerback and some extra picks, then yes. And you also need a receiver, and there are a couple of very nice receivers that I would very much like. So, are you going yeah. to pony up for a Sunday ticket on YouTube? Uh, surprisingly, no. If you were to, it would cost you like a three hundred and thirty-nine dollars or two yeah. for the early bird special. Like three fifty. It's like four fifty if you don't have YouTube TV, and then a hundred dollars off if you sign up this summer. And if you for an additional forty dollars if you want Red Zone. There's usually not a game that's not on that I'm like, you know what, God, I wish this game was on my TV. <laughs> and if it's not, there are ways around that. So, I, I pay for the MLB package. I get my four thousand baseball games or whatever I get. I can't watch the one team I want to watch, but. I get all the others, so yeah, no, no, what's a no for me? Yeah. It's a no for me, dog, on the uh, <laughs> NFL Sunday ticket. That's why you have to go to the games uh, in person to be able to watch your favorite team. Anything else we need to get to before we say so long? Should be it. All right, you, you have a Warm great weather. rest of your week. Uh, don't melt in the heat in Mitchell, uh, close to ninety degrees there. Yuck. Uh, eighty-nine today. Got the eighty-nine. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Uh, Plenty of NBA playoffs, I'm sure, we'll discuss as well as baseball. I'll take a nap. All right. All right. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Thanks, Grins. All right. I'll see you later. Travis Grins joining me here. Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time. As always, great stuff there. No, I just don't care. Don't care about the... 
play-in tournament. I hope the, the Wolves win, but I, I just I don't see it. Too much drama. All right, so as we wrap up this week, we uh, unable to get our schedule to align with, uh, with Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast, so he will be on next week. It is going to be a massive edition of the Sports Block podcast next week. We're going to talk offensive and defensive prospects with with Jeff. We're going to talk playoff hockey with Marcus, hopefully. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about baseball and the NBA playoffs with Travis and everything else that's going on in the world of sports. So a massively long, big podcast next week. So definitely tune in for that. So again, uh, the schedules just didn't align with Jeff. We were hoping to get him on this week. We will get him on next week. Um, fingers crossed to talk offensive and defensive prospects ahead of the NFL draft here, which is now less than three weeks away. Two, two weeks, really. Um, hard to believe. Just crazy how fast it is coming, but uh, very much looking forward to that. So two weeks away is the draft. Uh, the, we'll talk with Jeff next week. Congratulations again to John Rahm winning the Masters. Uh, the Rays undefeated. Incredible work by them. Uh, the NBA play-in tournament going on. The last week of the NHL regular season. Uh, so much going on here in the world of sports. And we thank you for listening to the Sports Block Podcast, as you always do. So, uh, find this podcast available online. Just search Sports Block Podcast. It's on podcast.com. It's available on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack and Facebook Nathan Stack and Travis Krenz on Twitter at Travis Krenz. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So get Jeff Lloyd the second uh, next week. Mark's tracks are on hopefully next week. Travis, of course, will be here with us. We'll talk about it all. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, NFL draft, baseball. You name it, we'll talk about it here. Probably not Formula One racing or whatever, but that's 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 here. That's neither here nor there. It's for another time, another discussion. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the warm weather, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition, a big edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.